Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 249, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Happy Monday. How's your Monday going? Halloween Monday. Um, or I should say happy Tuesday for all the parents that are out with their kids trick-or-treating right now that won't hear this episode until Tuesday. Um, happy Tuesday to you guys, and, and thank you. for Your kids appreciate all your hard work. Um, and you might ask yourself, well, Chris... I, I appreciate you patting the other parents on the back, but what about your kids? You know, shouldn't you be out instead of recording this episode? Shouldn't you be out trick-or-treating with your kids? Um, no, I did a fall carnival today during the day all day long. Knocked them out. Done. <laughs> um, no more trick-or-treating for me. We just got all the candy. Cotton candy, candy apple, I mean, just everything, dude, at the carnival. Popcorn. Uh, it was fucking amazing. Uh, it just took care of it all. You know, now I'm not out trick-or-treating with, you know, having to get mad at people for, you know, doing a chainsaw to my daughter that doesn't actually have a chain on it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's cool, but she's a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that nothing will piss a parent off more than like an adult or an older kid scaring a baby on purpose. That'll start a fight on Halloween, you know what I mean? Uh, Cuz you just don't do that. You got to have some common sense. Anyways, I am drinking tonight by the way. Did I say what I'm drinking already? I don't think I did. I'm drinking a lemon lime soda with tequila and the smallest splash of orange liqueur you've ever seen just because I'm running out, not because it doesn't taste good. I love the orange liqueur. It just brings the drink together so well. Um, so just kind of a makeshift margarita. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. And since we're talking Halloween, I do this every year. Um, but someone has taken the crown this year. Last year, I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen to like a year ago on Halloween... My Golden Mug Award for the best costume of the year was probably the dad with his three daughters doing A League of Their Own. The dad is Tom Hanks and the, <laughs> the three girls are the ball players. And I fucking love that movie, by the way. I love that movie. Um, I almost said Danny DeVito. It's not Danny DeVito. It's um, John Lovitz. Oh, dude, that that that's one of his best performances, in my opinion. He's the perfect character. He's like the uh, – he does the scouting. You know, he's like recruiting all these girls to come play baseball or whatever, but he's such a fucking dick. <laughs> but he does it so well. You know, that's one of my favorite roles of his, honestly. And then you got Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is just a legendary actor. You know, but he says one of the fun, the way he says to the umpire, because, you know, like he's bitching out the girls in the dugout. They're playing like shit. The umpire comes over is like, what's the problem? And the way Tom Hanks is like, well, she's crying, sir. The way he says that fucking cracks me up every damn time. It's so funny. Like he's so frustrated with her. <laughs> he's so frustrated with her in the moment. You know, it's such like a man woman thing she's a little sensitive tender-hearted and she you know it's not that she's not mad she just handles her emotions by crying or whatever you know she's the sensitive one on the team um tom hanks just fucking crushed in that movie though just being the alcoholic manager who's supposed to give a shit doesn't give a shit 
but then also finds himself giving a shit. It's it's a great spoiler alert. You've only had thirty five years to see it, but spoiler alert anyway. You're supposed to say that before you give away any of the details, Chris. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. Uh, so, anyways, with that said, oh, let me uh, one more thing about a league of their own it's honestly one of my all-time favorite movies it's just a great great movie and the reason i relate to it so much is they kind of had the opposite situation it's like the the older sister you know they they go to recruit her she can hit a ton whatever whatever old terms yeah she can hit a ton you say smoking a cigar whatever old school fucking 1930s terminology they use for baseball shaking hat the long ball you say i don't know why everybody has to say you see back then after everything they say but that's just how it is the cartoons have conditioned me i can picture the cartoon guy in my in my head whenever i'm doing that voice with this big cigar hanging out of his mouth the big nose <laughs> uh anyways so yeah a lot of parallels in that movie just maybe backwards for me personally in my life so the older sister gina davis and her kid sister i think they just call her kid uh you know they they just want gina davis they're like well your sister's not good enough you know we just want you and gina davis is like well no i'm not going unless she can go so it was you know they, they end up playing on the same team for a little bit and then kid gets traded plays on a different team they end up in the final game together whatever it's a it's a whole movie you should watch um <laughs> and so so the 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 thing that happened with me growing up was like i wanted to be on my older brother's team <clears throat> and it was kind of like that same situation my older brother obviously always taller always faster always stronger you know he had a, a, a time on me he had more time on me i didn't have enough time to develop you know to to achieve those things that he could do so it's kind of like the same thing you know the older sibling is just better uh, it's not that they didn't want me to play on the team. It's actually the opposite. I moved up, I think, like two years in the age group, in the age bracket for, for soccer, just so I could play on the team with my older brother. You know, and, and then once we got on that team, dude, we just fucking dominated, like, the, the whole league for the most part. Just year after. I mean, obviously, we had other players, too, that you know we trained and conditioned and you know got better strategies stuff like that but um yeah there there's a lot of parallels to that movie for me just that older that sibling rivalry i could just never seem to beat my brother on foot i could just never seem to kick the ball further than him you know what i mean except it was just the opposite they end up competing in the end and me and my brother, pretty much since I got on his team and I moved up like two age brackets, um, I just played on his team. The rest, and I mean, until like, we aged out of high school, you know. Um, so, yeah, great fucking movie. But that's actually not, with all of that said, this year, 2022, that's actually not uh, getting the Golden Mug Award for this week, uh, this year's Halloween costume. It's actually, this is John Boy Media. Uh, if you don't know John Boy, he does a lot of, like, um, narration over baseball clips, and they're fucking hilarious. Uh, this is at Rhubarb Brown, R-H-U-B-A-R-B-B-R-O-W-N. Uh, this is a grown man and a about two-year-old child standing next to each other, holding hands, smiling into the camera. And the man is wearing a number 99 New York Yankees uniform, <laughs> Aaron Judge. 
And the two-year-old is wearing an Altuve Houston Astros jersey. Now, I think even Altuve, even if Altuve sees this picture, which he probably will, um, I think he would get a laugh out of it. We all know he's short. You know, I think I'm taller than Altuve. What is he, 5'6"? I'm 5'10". I bet he can hit the ball further than me, though. I Actually, I know he can. <laughs> That's no competition. So that he wins. Uh, but yeah, th- this gets the Golden Mug Award. This is just the best Halloween costume uh, that I've seen this year. It always seems to fall to baseball, too. There must be something about the nostalgia. You know, the old-timey. You know, it just brings back good memories that I wasn't around for. <laughs> um, yeah, so there, there's my picture. There's one of my pictures of the week. Let's take another drink. I think there's some more costumes. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, we'll go with a video of the week. This guy driving an old school. 1970. I'm pretty sure this is a Firebird. And he peels out on the street, not by the Ace Hardware, sir. He peels out on the street in this muscle car. And he's starting to, like, fishtail as he's going down the street. And the door pops open. And the dude flies out of the fucking car onto the the road. And they got the caption right. They said, whatever you think is going to happen will be wrong. And they were absolutely right. I did not expect this guy... To do a fishtail and then flop out of the car. Dude, that looked like it hurt. I'm sure it didn't feel good, but still. Um, <laughs> you got to you gotta lock that door. Uh, the next one I have for you. This one's kind of cool. This one's like, uh, you know, kind of obsessed lately with like outer space and like gravity and shit. I was talking about that video of where it's showing like the different types of gravity on the different planets and moons and shit. So it's like on certain planets, if you jump just like a regular jump, you go like 45 kilometers up in the air, whatever kilometers equals in American. You go like 35 kilometers up in the air. And this is, so this video is from at F-A-S-C-I-1, Nate, N-A-T-E, Fascinate, uh, Fas1, Nate, actually. Um, But this guy's on a ship. It's a giant ship and it's hitting these giant waves and he's timing it out to where he's jumping at the perfect time and he's actually floating there for a minute. Like I guess the ship's like dipping down into the into the sea, you know, when the big big waves hit it's like dipping down into the sea and then when he comes up he's jumping and it suspends him for like I don't know a good yeah, dude. I mean, he's got some lift on his jump all of a sudden. Which is pretty cool, you know. Like I like the uh, the ideas of of the different gravities, you know. Um, he's basically doing like what they do in an airplane to simulate zero gravity. You know what I mean? He's just doing it in a smaller space. He's doing it in a smaller space, and it takes a lot less production. I feel like rather than flying a fucking plane to um, to get the zero gravity, you know. Uh, pretty cool. The next video I have for you, I, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned how much I do love, uh, pool. I actually love pool a lot. I can watch trick shots all day. I can watch a competitive battle in pool. Um, I love playing pool, dude. I remember one job I had a few years ago. 
they had a pool table in the warehouse, dude. And me and the contractors would go out there every, like, stay late after work to shoot pool. It was fucking awesome. And I actually got really good. Um, I remember I had this one guy I just couldn't beat him. He was a contractor. He came in every fucking day. I couldn't beat him. Um, none of his other contractor friends could beat him. And the last, one of the last times we played, um, I finally beat him. Finally beat him. I won like a hundred bucks off of him. And the previous times he had beaten me before, he I'd only bet like ten or so. You know, so he thought I hustled him a little bit. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not a, I'm not a pool shark. Trust me. I just practice because I have this fucking pool table here all the time. I've been getting better every single day because I play every single day. Um, so anyways, the video of the week is this cool little, uh, they basically break up the cue ball into sections, into dots. There's a dot center of the ball. There's a dot upper right, dot upper left, a dot bottom right, a dot bottom left. And these are just like, I don't know, these aren't real dots. You know, they're, they're just put on there with a the computer. But it's just to show you that, and it's sitting right in front of one of the side pockets. The cue ball is sitting right in front of the side pockets. It's got a, a ball that's knocking in right in front of it. So it's basically saying, like, if you hit the number one on the number one dot, you're going to hit the number one where the number one is on the ball. You're striking. And it makes the ball spin different. It makes the ball react different depending on where you hit. Um, if you need to go to the right or left, it looks like, you know, like if you make that first shot, you knock it in. If you need to go to the right or left, it seems like you should hit it bottom right or bottom left. So if you're trying to go to the right, you want to hit it bottom right to go to the bottom right of the ball you're putting in. And then it spins right to go to the other balls you might be trying to put in. It's a whole like insight into how to strike a cue ball. And I'd never thought about it like this. You know, you hit the ball in a certain place, it's going to transfer that energy in the same way to the next ball. So even this this uh, cue ball has, like I said, the center dot, upper right, upper left, bottom right, bottom left. So the ball it's running into, it has a center, an upper right, upper left, bottom right, bottom left dot. And those just correspond with each dot you hit on the cue ball. I'm actually trying to... I got to get a pool table, man, because I'd really love to try... Um, this technique that's so fucking cool let's take another drink all right uh moving on videos of the week uh if you can believe it uh jake jake paul knocked out ufc great uh anderson silva a couple of days ago and i'm seeing all this stuff online saying you know look look at the look at the punch it looks fake you know, he didn't hit him that hard. And then you see other angles. It's like, no, bro, he tagged him. Like, say what you want about that guy. But he, he's been practicing. Um, And I, I don't think Jake Paul is a great boxer at all. Um, I think now, now people are saying that they want Deontay Wilder um, to fight Jake Paul. Um, and Deontay Wilder would just murder him. I'm pretty sure. And I know it all the Jake Paul people are saying, well, you keep saying that about everybody. Every the Anderson Silva was supposed to murder him, but he didn't, you know. No. This is different. And that's test one, too, by the way. 
if if he's if he does so well to where he gets a fight with Deontay Wilder, that's crazy, dude. Starting from YouTube, what an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and then <clears throat> if he somehow manages to get past Deontay Wilder, this none of this is set in stone, by the way. I'm just imagining and having fun with it. Um. If he fought Deontay Wilder and somehow beat him, knocked him out, which I really, really don't see happening. Deontay Wilder, for as wild and undisciplined as he is, he still has more discipline than the average Joe walking off the street. You know what I mean? And I just mean discipline to stay in position, discipline to protect your chin from getting hit. Uh, yeah, Deontay is not great at that. If he tightened up those pieces to his game... He would be fucking... I, he might even beat um, Fury if he could just tighten up those couple of things. Uh, he already knocked him down once. But let's just pretend Jake Paul gets through. Ends up beating Deontay Wilder. No matter how. If he legitimately knocks him out or he pays him off, whatever. Okay, fine. The The next guy you gotta deal with, and I think he's already been talking shit to him, is the Gypsy King. And that's literally, literally a tall order. That is a massive dude, and dude knows how to move. <laughs> Jake Paul, good luck, because he's something else, man. I've never seen such a big man move like that good. Head movement, um, his accuracy with his punches. It doesn't matter where Deontay's putting his head or whoever. He's finding it. You know, he's he can be hurt. You know, Wilder knocked him down before. He rose back up to win that fight. I think that was a decision, so that might be a little controversial. But um, the and, and the last time, he just straight up knocked him out. Um, <clears throat> but those are the things you have to work on. And li listen to me talking to Jake Paul like I know. Like I know what you have to work on. I mean, it's a pretty simple formula, right? It doesn't take a scientist to figure it out, right? Let's just go ahead and lay it out for everybody in case you don't know what the hell I'm talking. If you're completely lost, um, <clears throat> anything you do in life, you have to do it for hours, hours and hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. That's how you get good at anything, you know, um, and I think that's what got Silva, too, is he hasn't had hours and hours and hours as a boxer. He's had hours and hours on the mat rolling around doing jujitsu, throwing knees throwing elbows throwing punches throwing kicks you know what i mean so it's like anything you want to do in life you have to just do it over and over and over to just keep improving it you know what i mean like even a, something simple like in, in boxing like a jab that's the most basic punch there is but you have to do it over and over and over to develop it it's just like michael jordan with the the, the you know practicing you know how many shots he took when he wasn't in the game that he missed? So many. But that prepared him for the game time, you know? And he got in there. He made his shots um, with the flu, by the way, which I kind of have a theory about that. If I can go off on a little tangent here, nobody's going to stop me. I'm recording by myself. <laughs> um, I have a little theory about that. The flu game where he just performed amazingly. I think there's something to that because I've actually played um, a sport, a, a soccer, being really, really sick like that. 
And I had one of the best games of my life. And I think it's just because it's like you know you're not feeling good, so you have to raise your game. And then you raise your game to a different level, and it's like, holy shit, how did he do that with the flu? But it's like, you know, I think that helps. You know you have to fight against it. You know you have that against you now. So, you you know, if, if you're strong-willed and determined as, you know, fucking Michael Jordan is, you're going to make it work for you. And I think that's exactly what he did. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's keep going. Pictures and videos of the week. Uh, okay. So, I had one showing, like, monuments, right? And how, you know, sizable they are compared to the earth and compared to other monuments well this video is from uh fascinate at fascinate f-a-s-c-1 nate um and this shows the depths of the ocean like it has the eiffel tower resting on the ocean floor and it's showing how just massive the ocean is around i mean that's not even the deepest part of the ocean so it's like taking you down to the deepest parts of the ocean just to show Seven negative seven hundred meters down, negative seven hundred forty-four meters down, uh, negative eight hundred twenty-nine meters down. I don't know meters and miles, or is that miles? I mean, it just goes on forever. We're at twelve oh five. We're at twelve fifty-three. I mean, the, it's just with all the things we got to explore in space. Like there, there's just so much shit on this planet we just don't even know about. What was I saying the other day that fucking bug? There's zombies, dude. No, it's not a bug. It's a fungus. There's some fungus in one of the rainforests that'll basically like eat the bug's body and just make it like a cavity and, and take over the brain and control the fucking bug. It's wild, dude. And then you start looking at the comments and you're like, oh, fuck. You're like, people, someone's going to take this and mutate it and, and we're all screwed. Um hopefully not but uh, it's just fascinating uh another video of the week man I, i'm gonna start watching this now i didn't know this existed until a couple of days ago world championship tag have you ever heard of it it's grown men chasing each other around what looks like almost like a skate park except it's got more rails and more inconvenient like angles <laughs> to those rails you know what i mean like to get through to like jump over or jump around like they make it hard on you. But, I mean, it's one-on-one. -on -one, and I would say this this room that they're chasing each other in is about, I don't I couldn't even say, 10 by 10, maybe. And there's just, you know, like I said, rails everywhere. There's decks that you can crawl under or jump over. And these dudes just, I don't know how they do it, honestly. Like, the, the quickness that they move through all of these railings to try to tag someone else is like how do you not break your fucking neck uh, all it takes is one miss and a head movement and you hit your head on the bar and you're probably fucking out and they're you know they're lunging through this shit to tag each other to win the game it's fucking amazing it's actually really cool like um you wouldn't think of tag as a like a, a athletes and shit but they're dude they're 100 percent athletes to chase down another human and just to put a hand on them is really hard and especially with obstacles in the way and and that's that's how they make it so it's a really cool fucking i, I gotta start watching it man i watched a couple of championships i don't know the guys yet as if i need another thing to watch on tv to distract me um that's gonna be it
Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, okay, dude. This blew me away. This is probably the last one. We'll do some drink, drink recommendations after that. Uh, this is called the Sucker Mouth Catfish. So the crazy thing about this thing, I saw this on Twitter, is <clears throat> this fucker, like, dries out. Like, so when, when the water goes away, he just sits there and dries out with the fucking mud. Like, literally, there was someone, like, with a video camera, and they broke off. Like, you know, when someone something dries out, it gets hard, like mud or something. You can just kind of break it into little pieces if you want to. Well, he took this fish's fin that was just completely dried out and broke it off and then took a bottle of water, poured it on the fish, and the fish came back to life. I kid you not. I've never seen anything like that. I didn't. So it's like sort of a hibernation thing for them, the uh, sucker mouth catfish. It's sort of like a hibernation. When the water runs out, they sit there and they just look like they're dead, so no one's going to fuck with them. And then when the water comes back, they just spring back to life, man. It's it's weird. And that's what I'm saying with the oceans, too. There's so much on this planet that we just don't even know about. Like, I remember, like, being a kid and finding out about the, you know, the glowfish or whatever. And I was like, holy crap. Like, how is that possible? The deepest, darkest parts of the ocean, these fish have adapted to have a light on them. <laughs> Or the uh, the other scary one that with the light bulb like in front of its face, so you look at the light and then it eats you. You know the Finding Nemo one. Um, I just I've never seen that before. The only thing I can say that I've seen with my own actual eyes, not even on video, of something coming back to life is, and I know this is going to sound sick, <laughs> and I don't know why we did it, but as, as kids, me and my brother took this fly. I, somehow we captured a fucking fly. And this is a true story. I'm not making this up. I've told this a couple of times on this podcast. But <clears throat> we captured the fly. We basically somehow got it to sit under a wa- uh, under a rock under water for like two hours. Like we pinned the, the fly down. And we saw this on TV or something. They said we could do this. So we captured a fly that same day. <laughs> we basically fucking tortured it. I mean, God. Uh, So we take it, you know, we put it under this rock in the sink. The sink is stopped up. It's filled. We leave it there for a good two hours. And then, you know, me and my brother are like, you want to check it out? You want to check it? It's like, okay, okay, we've waited long enough. So we pull the rock off, drain the thing, get the fly out of there. The fly is soaking wet. Take it out to the garage. And we sprinkle salt on the motherfucker. And I swear to God, to this day on my life, it got up and flew away. After being submerged for two fucking hours, like that's drowning. You would drown by then. Any human would drown. Submerged for two hours and then he's laying there dead in the garage. And we're just like, well, he's fucking dead. Might as well sprinkle some salt on him. And so we go inside the kitchen, get some salt, come back out there. He's still laying there dead. And I kid you not, he came back to life and he flew away. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) it's almost like the same thing with the sucker mouth catfish it looks dead just dried up and like not even appetizing like to a human to an animal it doesn't look appetizing just looks muddy dirty dried up like i'm not eating that's probably would poison me and then you you put a little water on it it comes back to life it's fucking incredible dude this planet I tell you, it's it's something else. I, I just can't believe some of the things we discover, and there's just so much shit we haven't discovered. It's fucking amazing. So anyway, 
We're going to do a little bit of that. We're going to do some drink recommendations. Um, this is from the Absolute Drinks, Absolute Vodka. Uh, the website is absolutedrinks.com. Uh, this is the Apple Teeny. Let's go with this one first. Jump to recipe. Here's what the hell you're going to need. Um, ice cubes, obviously. You don't drink it warm. Uh, one and a half parts absolute vodka, three-fourths part lemon juice, two-thirds part apple liqueur, two-thirds part apple juice, three-fourths part simple syrup. Um, here's how the hell you make it. Chill a martini glass, fill a shaker with ice cubes, measure and pour in the simple syrup, apple juice, and lemon juice. Shake that shit. Now, they actually have pictures of this guy shaking it. Good. Okay. In case you didn't know what shaking it means. Uh, shake it with the lid off. Uh, and step five, measure and pour uh, the apple liqueur and vodka. <clears throat> shake it again. Very well. This guy's all about shaking. Strain and pour the cocktail into a chilled martini glass. Garnish with your martini glass. Or, sorry, garnish your martini glass with an apple slice and serve. Um, that is the apple teeny from Absolute Vodka, even though I'm drinking tequila tonight. Uh, what else we got for you here? They have a whole list, dude. I'm telling you, go to these websites and check out their drink recommendations. Vodka Ginger Ale. Let's see what's up with this one. Uh, didn't have anything. <laughs> There's no ingredients. Make this drink. Absolute Vodka, Ginger Ale, Lime. That's it. <laughs> you don't even need steps. They're like, you can figure it out. You don't even need steps to know how to do it. Uh, the last one, let's do the sex on the beach. How about that? When's the last time you had sex on the beach? It's probably been a while, huh? Um, okay, here's what you're going to need. Absolute vodka, light or orange juice, cranberry juice, peach snops, lime, and cherry. It does not tell me. I, why did it tell me the first one how to make it but not this one? I don't know. You guys just throw all that shit together. Mix it up. As always, uh, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a left. Cheers, everybody. All right, everybody. That's it. Episode number 249. Thank you guys for listening. Drink until you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Uh, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Uh, let's finish these off, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Cheers. All right, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Love you all. Bye.